Hello and welcome to Riff Raff, our little thing where we watch a movie and just say whatever we think about it. The thing is, we watch it with you. Yes, because we make it as a commentary track, which will be in a separate video. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, for this one, we're going to summarize the movie and give some, you know, afterthoughts or whatever you want to call it, so that you'll have... Uh, this will be more like a spoiler-free thing if you haven't seen the movie. Sort of. No, <laughs> sort maybe. Of. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> so if you actually want to hear our comments while we're actually watching a movie, you can watch the commentary track or put it on while you watch a movie. Anyways, we watched Event Horizon. Yes. You want to give a summary? Yeah. Uh, well, the, a plot... Uh, let's just say the plot summary is about... A ship that was said to achieve faster than light speed, who mysteriously disappeared, has, well, suddenly reappeared under mysterious circumstances. So, a searcher and rescue team has been sent out to um, find out what the hell is going on, along with the scientist who built the ship. And shenanigans ensues. Yeah. <laughs> and... This movie came out in 1997, so it's kind of a classic, and it is a classic. It's a it's a mo- modern horror classic. Yeah, one of the f- few really good sci-fi horrors. Because, to be honest, whenever I think sci-fi horror, I think primarily of Alien. Yeah, that is the game setter. Mm-hmm. So with Event Horizon. That adds another one. So there's at least two on the top of off the top of my mind whenever I think of this genre. I mean th- there could be more. I just don't come to anyone else come to mind. So Yeah, nothing else comes to mind for me either, so <laughs> yeah. but um just to give some thoughts on the movie, uh I like it. I like it very much. Uh, you mm. got Sam Neill, you got Lawrence Fishburne. Um and they really carry the movie. Yeah. I'm not saying that the other actors aren't great. They are. But the performances of especially these two, it makes the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Sam Neill can sometimes be Sam Neill, but then, but then again, Sam Neill can sometimes be Sam Neill, if I Sam say it like Neil that. Sam Neill is Sam Neill. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man yeah, of many I, sides, I, I guess. I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that's also great about this movie, in my opinion, is the attention to uh, the visuals, mm. really creating um, feeling with the, within each and every piece and set. Mm-hmm. I make a comment about uh, about it while watching, like... I understand they, they're making a horror movie or whatever, but who would, in their right mind, in a real instance, make these design choices? <laughs> so they're very... It's um, kind of like... For, yeah, they're very, from a practical and, and engineering standpoint, I would be like, what the fuck? But for the setting and the aesthetics of the movie, it's, hey, it works. It's yeah, great. Yeah, definitely. I guess the designers have... Um, creative freedom 
<laughs> when designing this ship <laughs> in oh, in yeah. movie i i i <laughs> i mean so but i i too like the designs yeah i mean for all we know each and every piece of the uh, equipment being designed the way it is might actually have a purpose for it mm. like all the spikes and stuff for the warp core there might be a real reason for it yeah technically we don't really know. Signal stabilizers so, or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know. There is certainly some kind of good explanation for it. Yeah. Or not. It's kind of ambiguous. <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah. It has sometimes... It's a very interesting mix of... It is dangerous to use this word, but Geiger-esque... It's a very very dangerous to use that word because that can really be, you know, the real definition and <sighs> what what every Hollywood executive thinks is Geiger-esque. But mm, very, I, I think I know where you're going with it, but I I don't really see the Geiger in it. There's not enough. Um... I, th- I think mostly the Med Bay. I th- thought was very. Well, the med bay on the event horizon looked more like a moor than a fucking med bay. <laughs> so, but but it, there's not enough um, orifices and body forms for it to be uh, Geiger, and that's, in my opinion. And that's what I think. Why I think it's loosely Geigerisk, mm. and not 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 the pure Geigerisk that we all know and love. Mm. But m- apart from that, it's very... Well, the front bridge, it's very gothic outside. Have you seen pictures of outside the bridge? It really does carry a sort of religious form language. Yeah. So, and, and I do think that's intentional with going with the theme of the movie. Mm, definitely. So, the, I mean, that that's... It doesn't surprise me, and... and I would be more surprised if it, there wasn't that kind of religious overtone. Yeah. I mean, given... I so- mean, if you look at the Event Horizon as a ship at large, it does look like a cross. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and a Klingon ship. But <laughs> that's another yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I think you're more well-versed in... Uh, Star Trek ship design than I am, so... Kinda like a Bird of Prey Klingon ship, but... Yeah, I am, I'm... I'm sidetracking, but, uh... But like yeah. you said, it was very... Very crossy, as well. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it goes with the theme of the movie. So. But yeah, it, it is very, it's very nice in tone. hmm Dark and gritty. Yeah! Which also, I mean, it, it, it... We were made a comment about this as well, with the... There being inspiration taken from Warhammer for the K. Mm-hmm. Then again, lore—I'm not sure about how much different the lore for for the K were back in the what was the third edition at that point? Uh, I think it was. Was it? Th- well, the older editions compared to how it's portrayed now, because nowadays, I mean, it, it's taken a life of its own. Uh, yeah, quite literally. So. <laughs> I I do remember reading a bit about uh, for that edition of 40k it did take the more 
depressing turn. Everything got way darker. It turned really into grim dark because mm. in earlier versions you had it had been described that Empire of Man, the humanity, they still had a chance to to get through all the hardship if they just <laughs> you know persevered. But for that edition, they they changed that. Uh, into there is no hope at all. It, it's a losing battle, but they'll fight until the end, kind of thing. So, oh dear, yeah. So you can understand really if, if there was some kind of inspiration from 40k in in the process of writing for Event Horizon, the way it turned into this dark, uh, gritty theme. Mm. Uh, th- there is a clear. Uh, line of inspiration, in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, the uh, screenwriter Philip Eisner. Mm. He was very influenced by the story of and the setting of of that. I don't think I've seen anything else from this guy. Not that I remember, at least. Every slim, <laughs> slim list of screenplays. Anyways, and I liked that. it. So those are my spontaneous thoughts about a movie. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, we, uh, we I, th- I think we didn't have the um, the unedited version. Let's just say that. No, it, it was not the the extended, more gory version that we watched. Yeah. yeah. You got anything else to say about it? Nah. All in all, it's uh, all in all, the tone. I I like it, and the uh, they did not overuse. Digital effects. Did you notice that? Yeah, I I mean, for being 97, I think they went as far as they could without... uh, I was about to say going overboard, but that's not really what I mean. (laughs) They did use a lot of CGI for, like, floating objects and stuff like that. But when it came to to the real effects, they were practical. I, I can't really say that I... I noticed any CGI. Well, actually, beyond in in the core when it kind of like opened up to whatever, I th- that was CGI. Mm. But beyond that, it was just practical effects, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was. I I wish we could go back to that. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that 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 gives it the sense of um, genuine genuine feeling and uh, the. Gets a sense of, I was gonna say realism, that we don't get mm-hmm. with CGI, and as yeah. we said, they only use CGI when something was impossible to do uh, with practical effects. I wouldn't really say impossible, but well, it's difficult. I I think they just took advantage of what CGI could do because they used it mainly for, as I said, the the. Uh, when the reactor or, or the drive core opened up, yeah, and for floating objects that were supposed to be like in zero g, exactly the the zero g liquid, the zero g debris, mm. things they really couldn't do with. Well, they could do with practical effects, but it's but would be hard and would probably look crap. Yeah, like <laughs> that. That uh-huh. is on a fishing line. Yeah, but no, I. I they did did a good job with the CGI for the time. Mm. Absolutely. And 
I think my biggest problem when it comes to CGI today is that it makes everything look too good. It, it, it looks off because it's too perfect in shape. Well, also we know it's not real. Yeah, that, that too. So it, 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 it is this, yeah, it is this feeling of that looks too good, but it's not real. So I'm not going to say mm. uncanny feeling, but it's just sort of. It's off. It's off, yeah. You know it's CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Some... I, think, I think we need to make a, an, a separate episode sometime just talking about CGI and what it's turned into. Practical effects and, and all that. Mm. List a few movies that has practical effects that you wouldn't guess are practical effects. Yeah. There are a few, and uh, one could be surprised. Yeah. But uh, if you want to hear our uh, thoughts while actually watching the movie, we'll put up the commentary track so you can have it on while you watch the movie yourself. And with that, I don't have anything more to add. Nah, me neither. Go watch the movie with the commentary track. Yeah. You have to supply your own movie. That's how it goes. Ah. (laughs) You know, copyright and all that. But... uh, this has been uh, Riffraffing. Riffraffing, an afterthought. Exactly. And uh, we thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye.